Welcome to the look of love, look of Welcome to the Look of Love podcast. Here at the Look of Love, we discuss how love is viewed by using the premise of cinema to spark engaging conversations to figure out things that we all learn, such as love. This is T. White, and joining me, we have Robin and Ife. How are y'all this evening? I am doing well, sir. How are you guys tonight? Hey, everybody. Doing pretty good. Glad to be here. Chilling, chilling. That's what's up. That's what's up. So we're just going to go ahead and dive in, man. You know, this week we're talking about love is... It appears that it's a difficult task to maintain the idea of love these days. We all yearn for love in some form or another. However, I feel like the downfall may be, how do we define love? So, you know, jumping right in, what is love to you? So I think that for me, love is the art of finding someone that absolutely brings out the best version of who I am and basically gives me the challenge to be better for the sake of our relationship. Oh, wow. That's good. That's good. Ife, what about you, man? Love, love to me, um, it's two part. One, one, it's a reflection of yourself. Um, Mm -hmm. Often in a relationship, that person may bring to the table exactly what you're lacking, but then that person may also be receptive to what you bring to the table. So I think love is a reflection of what, you have and who you are and then too i I look at love as a challenge Mm, that's good that's good brother and you know love can be uh countless countless things that summed up into so many words you know we can look at it love is a risk love is vulnerability love is taking a chance for me what i've learned over time is love is the act of being selfless you know it takes me back to something that my father says when he does weddings he said, you know, lust is the idea of doing to benefit oneself, while love is the act of doing to benefit others. So love to me has always been a selfless act. You know, it's been mm-hmm. a selfless act in how you handle it. You know, being a father, being a single father, and you know, dating and relationships and things of that nature that I've been a part of throughout my life, you know, it always comes down to when you say you love someone. It's like, you know what, I'm willing to put myself aside for the other person. You know, when you look at your family members, um, a sacrifice for the other person. Like, you know, if if you ain't got it, you know, you hit a family member up and they be like, you know, I, things kind of tight, but I'm a sacrifice because I love you. You know, so I really, in my mind, I really feel like love is just a sacrificial, selfless act that we navigate through in life, you know? You know what? And to add on to what you were saying, um, something I think I read somewhere before that it's like love is the option of being brave enough to basically give someone pieces of you, all the messy, all the nasty, all of that. But then the fact that knowing that they have all of these pieces that could ultimately destroy you, 
that they actually use those pieces to build you up. That's love. That was that was that was amazing. I never I never thought of it like that because being in a, a relationship, each person's gonna know things about each other that if told to the general public or to friends would totally destroy you. But when you are in a relationship, you have that trust that I'm gonna tell you things that I've never told anybody and it's gonna stay stay between us. I'm not gonna use those secrets to destroy you. And that's the right. ultimate vulnerability in a relationship, knowing that, hey, I'm gonna tell you secrets, you're gonna know things about me that not even family members or close friends know, but I'm trusting you enough to let you know about these things, not because I want you to destroy me, but we have to confide in each other. Because if you can't talk to your significant other about intimate matters, what are y'all doing? Exactly. That's dope. That's dope. Like you said, just building upon what you said, you know, it's a person that knows your flaws and they know the things that you may not be proud about. Or they know your secrets and they use them to cover you. It's, uh, it, they use it to cover you opposed to using it to expose you. Right. You know, a lot of times people will claim they love you, but the same things that you told them in confidence, they use those things to destroy you, like you said. So that's very powerful and they're definitely profound. Um, let me ask you guys this. Do you remember the first time you fell in love? I absolutely do. Um, first time I fell in love. I was um, 17 and it was basically my first boyfriend who incidentally we worked together and I could not stand him. I could not stand him. He was absolutely the biggest asshole ever. Mm. And um, it just so happened at a party, a going away party for one of our coworkers he seemed to soften up to me and I seemed to soften up to him. And yeah, so I went out on our first date. I remember the date vividly in my mind. And that was just my first love. He was like everything to me. That's dope. What about you, Ife? Um... I think I've I think I've been more infatuated than more so in love, but I do remember my first real relationship in college. Um, ha- happened to be an AKA, and I just remember just being like so, so gone. Like it was just like we were going to make plans. We were gonna, you know, we were gonna get married. I met her parents, and you know, what I'm saying we spent we spent winter break together, and I was just like, you know what, this is it. We're going to do this. And then a few months later, everything fell apart. But I mean, it was a learning experience. So what what what, did, what was it about her that, you know, got you to to that place where you was like, you know what, I'm I'm in this thing. I, I think it was just the the level of comfort that we had in each other. We were very comfortable with each other. She was very enthusiastic about spending time with me. Um, great conversations and she just had she had great energy it was it was just one of those situations where the stars aligned and it felt like this was this was going to go somewhere but you know it's it's life things things happen so yeah 
Most definitely. So my take on it, the first time I fell in love was when I was in high school. I was a musician playing for, I was actually filling in at a church for a teacher. You know, my sister was in the chorus and I was filling in for the drummer. He wasn't there. It was like a youth Sunday or something of that nature. And I filled in at his church and I met this young lady. I don't even think she was singing. Like I remember her, I remember her after the the actual practice was over. She had on a green sweater, some blue jeans, and some black boots. I remember it like it was yesterday. Oh and she my was God. Walking, yeah, she was walking <laughs> across the pulpit. Um, I think she was cleaning up. Her mom was like a missionary or something for the church. And you know, we linked, we connected, and I fell, fell definitely hard from her. That was like one of the it was my first serious relationship. You know, where I was able to, you know, go hang out with her, take her on dates, talk to her, you know, build with her. Of course, I was young, so, you know, I didn't handle her correctly. You know, I made a lot of mistakes in that situation. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there were some mistakes made on her end. But, you know, I only can speak for myself and what I did. But, you know, young and dumb, trying to fit in, you make you make the wrong decisions or whatnot. But, yeah, I remember it like it was yesterday. That thing hurt when it when it fell apart, you know. It's uh, interesting. I didn't. For me, I, our our relationship kind of gradually died down, primarily because mm-hmm. for me, um, the night our fir- the night of our first date was when I got my acceptance letter to college. So okay. I was leaving. So it 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 was I was gone. Like I I stopped. Got into my dream school. I'm good. But um, I wanted to, you know, continue to date. And he wanted to still continue to date me. So even um, after graduation and through summer, like literally through my freshman year of college, we dated. And then it just got to a point he came down to visit me the summer after my freshman year. And it Things had just changed and he saw the change in me because now I am this college woman who is having all these different experiences that he really couldn't relate to. Mm-hmm. So he was just kind of like, it might be best if I just step back and let you go and do, you know, do whatever. And on top of that, I wasn't going back home to mm-hmm. visit home. So it, I wasn't seeing him often at all. But um, yeah, it was not necessarily a heartbreak. It just kind of gradually dissipated. But I mean, to be young again, you know? Yeah. When I was a senior in high school, I was dating a young lady and we broke up for the same reason. I was graduating before her. And like, I remember going to my sister's job in in Death Square Mall, Columbia and was hurt by that thing. I was like, why this girl broke up with me? And like years later, now that you're saying that, it kind of clicked to me. Like, you know, you're going off to college. You can go do your thing, mm-hmm. fall apart in the way. Let's go ahead and sever ties and go on about our business. That's interesting that you would say that. It just made me yeah. think we'll definitely probably come back to that later when it comes to breakups and things of that nature. But yeah. Yeah, that's profound. That's definitely dope. So let's get into our cinema choice for this week. So this week we we're tackling Love Is. In 2018, there was a show that had a one season run on OWN entitled Love Is. It drew inspiration from its creators, Mara Brock-Akil and Salim Akil. They're known for Girlfriends and Black Lightning. 
In the second episode entitled First Date, the main characters Yasir and Nuri confess their love to one another. To give a little context about the episode, Nuri and Yasir met a year prior in the same coffee shop they rekindled in. Yasir posed the question on their first date, what if we had been together this whole time, this whole year? If I was to leave you right now, what would you say to me? Nuri responded, I love you. And of course he said it, I love you too. Yasir was a very prominent focus throughout this episode. However, Yasir had a monkey wrench that was going on in his life. He was living with his on and off again ex-girlfriend. He had Nuri contacting him on his ex's home phone, so as time went by, she knew it was someone else. So, if you really think about it, you know what came up next. No one wants you until someone else wants you. She began to advance Yasir sexually in hopes that he would give in, but he didn't want her. He wanted out and he wanted Nuri. Um, Yasir left his living arrangements with Ruby. Ruby was his ex-girlfriend and he temporarily became homeless. In that episode, there was a, a scene where he moved his, his car that was broken down to a local, local mart and he showered outside with a gallon of water. Bless his heart. Then he ended up, by the end of the episode, he ended up moving with his close friend. So, thinking about that scenario, what do you make of this situation? And have you been in this type of situation before? Hobosexuality. <laughs> that is exactly, as much as I absolutely adore the, the show, and the whole the series, you know, I'm, I'm gonna pour out a little bit of of liquor for it. Um, you see, it was like the biggest homosexual ever. I mean, <laughs> wonderful expect like he had a, a drive and a passion about himself, and his words were just like melodies from heaven. But my brother, I just can't. <sighs> I, I, I struggled with that aspect of him. I, I really and truly did. Wanted to cheer for him, but I was like, sir, you, this is slight, this is sloppy pimping. It's definitely real. What about you, Ife? Man, that, that was a, that was a very interesting situation. I watched the YouTube clip and Nori is sending him a pager message and he doesn't get it while while Ruby is seducing him. And I'm like, you, sir, win an award. Cause that's a whole lot of self-control to turn that woman down. But I I wouldn't put myself in a situation like that. Like I can't live with my ex while I'm focusing on my next. Sorry, I, I didn't mean I didn't even mean to rhyme like that. Yes, you did. But, yes, you did. <laughs> uh, the spoken word artist in me creeps up. Um, but I that that was a situation. I'm just like, woo. That definitely that, was a situation. Very volatile because she can't the the girlfriend can't come over to the crib, and the ex is like, "Yo, I want you." Like. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it was it was definitely an interesting situation, and and yes, because here's the deal. So, most the average guy 
would likely not have rejected Ruby's advances. The average guy would have went in because Ruby knew that she needed to do something to get Yasir's attention back. So one of the things that they used to do together was the, you know, I'm going to try, I'm modeling. I'm going to try on this, these clothes or whatever. And in the process of modeling, like she strips down to basically nothing and tries on all these different outfits. The fact that Yasir was a practicing Muslim was probably the only thing that saved him. Probably that fact that he thought about he's really into Nuri and he he realizes what Ruby is trying to do. And he's like, you know, your body is here, but my mind is over there with her. So um, that was just kind of the, the craziness of the situation. And luckily he was able to, you know, give that dreaded forehead kiss that you guys always seem to do to sucker us in and make us drop all of our hesitations and whatnot. <laughs> Story for another time. But um, he's basically like, yeah, I can't do this. Um, I think it's probably best for me to move out. And I know for me to get back to um, the original question, I've never had that kind of experience to where, you know, like a guy's virtually homeless and I'm I'm trying to date him. I, that just does not sit well in my spirit. <laughs> I've never had that experience. And I hope to have it. <laughs> I definitely understand. I've never, me either, I've never been in a situation where I was living with a woman. I've always, I wasn't living with my mom and daddy, I was living by myself. So um, I've never been able I ain't gonna say been able like I was looking forward to it, but I've never been in a situation like that. Um, but let me ask you guys this: Do you believe in love at first sight? Mm. I'll start this off. Yeah, because I'm. Give me a moment. <laughs> <laughs> I personally do, to be honest. Um, and when it comes to at first sight, I, I look at at first sight being the the first interaction, the first conversation, the first series of conversations where you have it like it can be within a week, a month time. Um, but I do believe in it. You know what I mean? I, I don't think it takes a long time or it, it, it can be situational or whatever may happen. But I honestly believe in it. Like as a man, you know, if you want to be with a woman, you know what you want, you know what you desire. But that comes with after you've done the work within yourself. OK, so. Okay, I see what you're saying. Um, honestly, I think that I do believe in love at first sight, but it's not, love is, is so powerful. It's so powerful of a thing. So I wouldn't say that if I'm meeting somebody for the first time, I'm meeting a guy and and I'm just like, oh my God, like I truly think that I love him. Like I literally could have like all his children and all of that type of thing. That's that's not it for me, but it's like a really strong attraction slash admiration to like, I want to sit down and like talk to him all day until like we can't talk anymore. And then we find more things to talk about because there are certain things with me 
that if a guy can do, like primarily talk about music all day or just talk about just random stuff all day, like I literally could be on some, okay, you and me, we together. Like we go together to this end of that. You tell all your people that you found who you need to find. I'm going to tell all my people I found who I need to find it, and we just going to be together. So... Yeah, it, it's for me, it's not love at first sight, but it's definitely a really deep admiration and adoration. I I used to believe in love at, for, at first sight. However, due to just probably having more experiences, having ups, downs, and in-betweens, I more so believe in seeing somebody for the first time or just seeing what they're about and saying, you know what, if given the opportunity... I think her I think her and I would work out because as, as a man, you already know the characteristics in a woman that, that you that you would want to be in a relationship with someone that you would want to be married to and spend the rest of your life with. And um, it's it's manifestation. If you are looking for a wife, you will find a wife. If you're looking for. Other things, strangely enough, those opportunities will pop up. So when you have a mindset where it's like, I want to be in a relationship, I want to I want to do something serious, stop messing around, it's just kind of ironic how someone will pop up, either someone you used to deal with, someone that you already know, or somebody out of somebody that you haven't talked to at all, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, that's that's interesting. So I I don't quite believe in love at first sight, but you have you have you have situations where you meet somebody like I want I want a chance with this person because we could do something. That makes sense. Let me pose the question: Building off of the conversation of the the series, love is. What are some things that you have encountered that has caused you to take a step back and reevaluate what you had with said person, and did it work out in your favor? So. I was thinking about a particular relationship that I was in where um, while I was kind of head over heels enamored in love, air quotes, with this guy, it dawned on me that my needs really weren't being met. Like the actual wanting to do things with him and 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 go to events and just, you know, like do couple things. So I just kind of had to sit back and kind of assess like, number one, did this person, was he equipped to really do the things that I wanted him to do that I required to be in this relationship? Did I make my feelings known? Like, this is what I want from you. This is what I need from you. Are you willing to give this to me? I, I never did any of that. And um, once I realized that that was the issue and then we had the conversation, he hit me with so many things that what I kind of failed to do and what he failed to do and that he wasn't willing to do. And at that point, I had to be like, you know what? I need to get myself out of this situation because I'm not benefiting. Like basically in a nutshell, he was getting all of the benefits and I was getting nothing outside of creating stories in my mind about 
this being a real relationship when it was the furthest thing from it. So, um, yeah, once I realized that my needs weren't being met and I wasn't getting what I thought I deserved, that caused me to do some self-reflection. Mm. I think that this um, probably we saw a couple of times through the whole series of the show. And I think it's just something that one has to do when they are working on a relationship with a person, having to make sure that their needs and their wants are being met and that the person that they're interested in is actually capable of doing so. Like it was a member, uh, Theo, you and I had a conversation about the notion of falling for potential. Mm -hmm. And basically, you know, everyone has some kind of potential, but is it something that they're actually working on? Or is it something that they talk about and there's no action behind it at all? And um, that is always a very hot topic when it deal when it comes to love and dating and relationships, like dealing with potential. Like potential's not gonna keep you warm at night, girl. But dreams, he has goals, and I believe that he'll make it. Well, if he's not doing anything to make it, sis, I don't know what to say about that relationship. Mm. Then it's probably not gonna work out. There's a lot. What about you, Eve? What you got? Yes. Um seeing how somebody responds when there's when stuff isn't ideal, how they how they approach you when there's a disagreement or an argument, because you can be so in love, like this is my girlfriend, you know, we're gonna get married, we're gonna have X amount of kids. Then all of a sudden that person does something, and all of a sudden it's like I can't stand this. <clears throat> you know? So I've had situations where disagreements arguments and then you see like a totally whole new side of this person and this is and i don't know this is how i was i was raised my um my parents 40th wedding anniversary is going to be next year and i've seen my parents argue but they've never gotten to the point of being mad and highly upset they'll argue they'll, they'll come back and reconvene and stuff will be okay so i take that i take that attitude in that everything's not always going to be great but I'm going to calm myself down. I'm not just going to say something or do something in the heat of the moment, but we will revisit this and try to figure it out. So I've, I've had arguments where, or, or disagreements where that person turned into a whole new person. And I'm like, do I really want to sign up for this? And then I've had other situations where the person cares more about the appearance of the relationship. Like, Oh, we gotta go out because there are other couples there, or hey, we need to we need to step out because we we a couple now to show off. And as I've grown older, I don't I don't care about showing off to the world like I'm with this person. I care about showing that person that I love them. I'm gonna be there for them. Yes, we're gonna go on dates. Yes, we're gonna do things together, but it's not it's not necessarily about the the show, the presentation of it for me. Like, yes, they're going to be special events, you know, going to other people's weddings, going to going to special events where there are going to be people there and you've got to make sure you put on a good appearance. 
but that's not everything for me. Like I, I'm at the point where I want to focus on the relationship. I want to focus on the person. Mm -hmm. Like if I was in a relationship and that girl is, is in the same city as me. Oh, you got off of work. You had a hard day at work. Hey, can I give you a foot massage or something of the sort? Can I do something for you? Like the small things matter. You know what I'm saying? And that's more so what I'm focusing on. Okay. All right. For me, um, you know, we all encounter things that are good and bad in relationships. And for me, one of the situations that has caused me to step back and reevaluate is when I notice someone doesn't have a capacity for where my life is. Um, someone being overly jealous or someone not having the capacity to be able to balance and be okay with a man that has to balance his time with having a child, but still making time for the significant other in his life. Um, just some people just don't have the capacity for your life and what you what you need out of a relationship. Um, and those have been the situations where I've stepped back. You know, we've I've acknowledged it, but you know, when you don't see any change, you know, it is one of those things where you have to bow out gracefully. Um, so in that specific situation, that's what it was. You know, I had to make the decision to bow out gracefully because she didn't have the capacity to make those alterations or make those changes for the sake of the relationship. Yeah, so it's 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 it's, it's very interesting because I feel like in, in every relationship or situation, whatever it may be, there's always things that are going to have to be reevaluated and talked through. But it, it really comes down to it is, do side A and side B have the capacity to make sure the other person's needs and desires are met so that we can move through and continue to build this foundation for a successful marriage. All right, so we're going to take a little quick musical break real quick. Winston Ward with What is Love? He's our future artist for the week. So let's dig deeper. Oftentimes, the way we move in friendships and relationships are molded by what has been portrayed in front of us. In the beginning of the episode, we discuss what love is. What has or how has your love view been molded over time? So for me, um, I have to be honest and say that growing up, I did not have a clear example of a romantic love. I had family love like that existed between myself and my mother and my grandmother. Um, but in terms of a, 
a, a more serious love, like relationship style. That is, I didn't have a very good example of it. Um, the relationship between um, my mother and the person that she got down with, for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. I don't have a relationship with him at all. So me learning how, what love is supposed to look like for me with the opposite sex, more so a process of trial and error for me. Um, I mean, of course, you know, I got the advice, you know, from my mom and my grandmother about men, the evil that men do and some of the good that men do. And um, it basically warped my sense of dealing with relationships and and the things that I had to do. Um, So luckily, though, um, I've had a couple of, you know, bumps and bruises along life's journeys. And I think that now I've gotten to a point where I feel as if I know how to love someone because my main thing is in my trial and error processes, I've learned that ultimately the best way that you can learn how to love someone is to talk to them. How do I love you? What are the things that you like? Like as much as I'm seeing, um, on websites and in groups and stuff, talking about love and dating and things like that, you know, the five love languages always comes up. Mm-hmm. And I really think that it's a helpful guide for people to take the test and do the assessment and know what their numbers are and know um, that, you know, I'm the type of person where physical touch is my top in my top two love languages. So just a simple touch, a hug, a caress, a smack on the butt, whatever, like that is important to me. Words of affirmation are important for me. I care about you. I appreciate you. I love you. You you did something and it really made me feel good. Things like that are important. And that is basically what has, um, what love is for me, um, making sure that I definitely communicate um, with my potential partner and figuring out what is it that he wants and am I equipped to give it to him? And if I am not, then he is not the one for me and I need not force it. There you go. That's powerful. That's powerful. What about you, Efe? Talk to me. Okay. Well, I think of course, being in various relationships and being able to say, you know what, I messed this up or I ignored the red flags or that person wasn't really somebody that I could build a future with because, and I, I tell I tell my younger friends all the time, <clears throat> the person that you are, <clears throat> the person that you are attracted to when you're 21 may more than likely not be the same person you're attracted to when you turn 25, 30, or so forth. So being that I'm I'm older and I've been through life experiences, been through various relationships, before I say I am in a relationship with, or I am dating, or this is my girlfriend, 
we have to have an understanding. Like, I like you, you like me. This is where I'm at in life. This is where you are at in life. What are our goals? Um, it's, it's really a situation where you have to really know this person and know the intent of what's going to go on. Because as you get older, you start understanding that you really don't have time to waste on a frivolous relationship. Right. There can be situationships where the person know, where both parties know, hey, we're gonna have fun. This is gonna be the end result. I hit you when I when I want or need this, but building something, it's not gonna happen. But a relationship, that's saying, hey, you're my favorite person. So when things go wrong, I'm I'm reaching out to you because you're my favorite person. And we're going to help each other out. Like beyond the romantic aspect, and it's fine to think in romance, but as you get older and actually want to build a relationship that lasts, you got to start asking questions. How does this person treat me when they're upset with me? How does this person handle conflicts? What is their relationship like with their family? Because if you end up marrying a person and they have unresolved issues with their family, or unresolved issues with themselves and their self-image, that's something that you're going to have to deal with in that marriage. So it's just like, you really have to look at that person in the totality. And then also you have to let that person know, hey, there's certain things I've dealt with or I deal with, but I don't want to bring this towards you in a negative way, but I want you to know about this because where a lot of relationships that become marriages fail is that they were trying to put on their best impression of themselves. And then when they got married, they were like, oh, by the way, I deal with X, Y, and Z. And the other person knew nothing of it before they got married. So it's just like, you really got to be open, open and honest. And that's one thing that I definitely do now um, when I'm looking to get in a relationship or I, I'm interested in somebody. Let's Let's talk about things. You know, no judgment zone. What you tell me, I'm not going to tell the world. But at the same time, we need to have that dialogue because I don't want to spring any surprise on you. And if we're really serious about each other, we need to know these things. Right. Gotcha. Well, definitely. So you would say your your past has molded your view on love in a nutshell. Yes. Okay. For me, um, my root is family. You know, um, my parents have molded uh, not perfect, but an amazing relationship in front of me. You know, they hit the 40 year mark. They're going towards 41 years now. Um, and I've seen them work through tough times, work through great times. And it's never been a situation of struggle love where you know, I love this person. I'm with this person based on struggle or based on trauma. You know, um, now that I'm an adult, I can look at it as, you know, what we envied about, you know, the Cosby show and different shows like that I had in my life. And not everybody gets that opportunity to have yeah. that. Most definitely. Most definitely. It took some time for me to understand that. But, you know, um, that has their relationship is what molded my view on what I desire in a relationship and how I view love. You know, um, there's been times where, you know, I see friends and they do stuff in the house with their parents and their parents just write them off. There's some ungodful things that I've done in regards to my parents. Um, 
and my parents still love me. You know what I mean? Um, so from that angle, you know, I know love and I've received love my life through my throughout my life. Um, with my sibling, you know, there's things that me and my sister have bumped heads on, but at the end of the day, that's one person that I know if I needed anything, she would drop anything and be like, I got my brother. Right. Um, and vice versa. If she needed anything, she can call me at any time and I have her. You know, my sister being married, my brother-in-law is the same way. I know that's one person that got my back, no matter what. Um, you know, sometimes when you have homeboys, you tell them stuff and they pillow talk. You know, if I tell my brother-in-law anything, he won't tell nobody. He won't even tell my sister. So there's been various instances in my life from my brother-in-law to my sister, my parents, where I've seen love. I've been in some great relationships where the relationship didn't work out, but these women have shown me, you know, how to love. You know, you know, there's 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 a culmination of things that have have molded me, but I'm gonna go with the root. You know, I must say it stems from the relationship I seen portrayed in front of me with my parents. So, you know, going back to the episode, at the end of the episode, you know, there was a scene centered around Nuri and Yasir going to a concert. We know that Yasir he had to move out. He didn't have any money. He was taking a shower with a gallon of water at the the street market. Um, so Nuri can't get any contact with him because he couldn't pay his pager bill. So Nuri, you know, she had reached a milestone with her job in the middle of the episode. Um, Nuri made a potential sacrifice when she was brought to the writer's room table to skip out and attend this concert with Yasir when she couldn't even get in contact with him. So he was waiting for her, um, not knowing that she was going to show up. He was actually in the process of scaffolding the tickets and your uh Nuri popped up and was like, You see her, I'm here. And he was like, uh, she actually said, You didn't think I was gonna come. And he said, Of course I knew you was gonna come. So it, it causes me to pose the question to the team. We all know love is a risk. You know, when you get into a relationship, when you open your heart to vulnerability, it's a risk. You don't know if this person is gonna hurt you, you don't know if the situation is gonna hurt you. What is one of the biggest sacrifices or risks, wherever you want to go with it? where you have made in the name of love. I'm glad that you added risk in there because I, I literally tried to think about an actual sacrifice. And when I came up with what I was going to say, it really kind of lends more so toward risk. Or you can tell me if it's actually a sacrifice. I'm curious to hear your thoughts. Um, in the pursuit of love, for me, I, in the past, have tended to shrink myself in the pursuit of love or to, to the point where I think I found love. So therefore, in order for me to keep it, I'm going to spend my time pleasing him so that he's happy and never has to leave. And then I'll be happy because he's happy. Mm. So um, needless to say, that didn't work out. And um, But that was a very hard lesson for me to learn. And it wasn't that I didn't value myself because the one thing, if you know me, you know that I do think very highly of myself. But not, to, not terribly to a point of being braggy. But it, it was just the fact that I was trying to please so much, but 
not really, again, paying paying attention to me and my needs because eventually I'm defining myself because of this relationship. So if I get the relationship, then I know that I'm fine and I'm okay and, and I'm a woman and hear me roar and all of that. But not realizing I'm chipping away at myself, like I'm selling myself short and I deserve better. And when I had the revelation that I deserve better, that's when I just started moving a lot differently and pulling back from that relationship and ultimately moving on from it. So that was um, a risk that I took um, basically to the point where um, losing myself in order to find what I thought was love. And it wasn't really love at all. Oh, wow. Mm. You're welcome. Okay. <laughs> you look like dang. I don't know what to come after that. Well, I if mine is mine is so, more so a sacrifice. So, and this is a sacrifice going against all common sense. So, let me let me set this up. My then girlfriend was in Tennessee. I'm in Columbia, South Carolina. My vehicle is not in the best working condition. Mm. Could possibly park up on me, overheat at any given time. But that holiday that is mostly made up for women, known as Valentine's Day, is coming around. Don't do that. So do no. that. <laughs> that's how it is for women. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. That's another. That's probably a whole other conversation. I'm not going to open that can of worms. We'll deal with you that later. The right woman, yeah, Playboy. Okay. All right. So back to it. Valentine's Day weekend is coming up. Should I be fiscally responsible and say, "Hey, my car should not be on the highway at all. I am not going to drive through the mountains, over the woods, into Tennessee." Or do I be, say, hey, this is Valentine's Day weekend, and I already know that she's far away from me. And probably in the back of my mind, if I don't visit her Valentine's Day weekend, it's a wrap. So which one did I go with? I you drove, I drove mm -hmm. to Tennessee on a prayer. Please do not let this vehicle park up on me actually made it to Tennessee little to no problem it was it was fine on the way back car mm. started overheating a little bit I'm like oh lord not to mention I left three days later than I wanted to because it was snowing and couldn't drive at all because of the weather conditions so on my way back barely make it back to Columbia with my with, with my vehicle getting me back and then here's the kicker about two weeks later said girlfriend texts me to break up dun, 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 dun. but you live to fight another day as they say on friday yeah I <laughs> but for me i'm 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 gonna say you know, uh, sacrifice and risk. I'm gonna merge them together 
you know, for me, I'm a, I'm a giver by nature. That's just how I was built um, from birth. You know, being in relationships, you give it yourself when you know the relationship doesn't serve you anything. When you know the relationship is not going anywhere, but constantly you put yourself aside in hopes or you put yourself aside because you don't want to leave the other person hanging. You know their situation, you know their struggle. So it's like you put yourself in the in the in the way of sacrificing so that they'll be okay. But you know, when you look at time passing, you're like you're really damaging yourself. Like you're looking at you're trying to look at it that you're saving this person from hurt, but you're really hurting and damaging yourself. So I've sacrificed myself for the sake of relationship. Mm-hmm in multiple ways. So that has been my level of sacrifice multiple times. Um, and you know, there's gonna be sacrifice in relationships, there's gonna be risks in relationships, but sometimes we as humans put things on ourselves that are not even required. You know, sometimes that, you said what? <laughs> that might be a word. <laughs> so, you know, a lot of times <clears throat> we, we look at it as, you know, I'm doing this because I love a person. I'm doing this because it's I'm committed to this relationship. But if you're damaging yourself, how are you going to serve the relationship any? So it's like you put this unrequited weight on your own shoulders that is not even required of you. Right, because after a while, you get to a point where you keep one-upping yourself and it's not required, and you really are low-key wearing yourself down. That's true. There you go. And then the demise of the relationship can and more than likely will begin. It definitely comes from there. Definitely. I would like to close with a passage that I read from a writer by the name of Thomas Kempis. He describes love as such. By itself, it makes light everything heavy, bears evenly on all that is uneven. For it carries with it a burden that is no burden. And everything bitter, it makes sweet, tasteful. Love feels no burden, thinks nothing of trouble. It attempts what is above its strength and pleads of no excuse of impossibility. Though weary, it is not tired. Though pressed, it is not straightened. Though alarmed, it is not confounded. But like a lively flame, a burning touch, it forces its way upwards, securely passing through, allowing whatever instance we seek for ourselves, it is there that we find love. What are you guys' thoughts on that? I really like that. I think um, the one thing that really stuck out for me is impossibility. I feel like within love, any and everything is possible, mm. but you've got to want it and you've got to put in work. Love is not easy. It can be very challenging, mm-hmm. can be hard. However, the end goal of becoming one with a person will make it all worth it. But, you know, what, they, what they've said, like, as we've grown up, you know, you when you work for something, you tend to appreciate it more. And 
that did not occur to me until I got older and lived life. So working towards the goal of love is very possible. It's just not easy. It's challenging. You got to be able and ready to step up for the challenge. And I think that we all are, especially if we know that the person that we are aiming our sights at is or proves to be the right person. True. Well said. <clears throat> so I I'm looking at I'm looking at the lines and it says it attempts what is above its strength. And it kind of makes me think of a Sade song, Love is Stronger Than Pride. I'm a big Sade fan, so I'm, a, I'm always tied that in. But love brings out stuff that you may not even thought you were capable of, giving you a higher level of understanding, a higher level of selflessness, because it's not about what you get from it. It's about what this relationship means to you and taking mm -hmm. care of that other person. like. Right. Love is is saying, I know she's upset with me, but I'm going to still do this thing that I know she likes because I love her. We're going to get through this or working through a situation where that person is going through stuff that you don't even understand and you have to just be there and support. And it's just hard and confusing but you're not giving up on that person. So this this poem is is phenomenal, Theo. And I just I might just have to sit down and read it a couple of times and really just let it settle in. But this is this is really good stuff right here. It's definitely it's definitely a piece that I always you know remind myself of when it comes to just thinking uh, in the mindset and the frame of what love actually is. And I just want to tell you guys this has been some great dialogue. Um, so to the audience, we ask, what's your take on love? Um, we ask that you please follow us on Instagram and Facebook by searching the Look of Love group. When you find us, please like and give us some feedback. We would like to continue this conversation with you. Talk to you real soon.